On this episode of Breast Cancer is Boring. Oh, I yeah, could so fling myself from these cliffs and end my worries. Oh, like that's um, <laughs> it's a lot of lifting, bending, mm-hmm. kneeling, uh, right. sweating. Um, yes. In the last, so it's my last, very glamorous. It's very glamorous. It's hard to create an elaborate lie around that where they'll leave me alone about it. So I just pretend I have a period. Oh my gosh! It's just bad. you are so bad. I know it's a really bad habit to have, and I do that. See, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you in this moment. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, or you're just a weirdo who's super (laughs) cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Because breast cancer is boring, but we and you Mm -hmm. are interesting. I love it. Hi. Sorry, I, I, I froze. I, I wanted to do something a little bit better than that, but I couldn't, I couldn't muster it at all. I think it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. And this is, this is going to be the, the theme of the show today, basically, is not being able to muster the energy for fuck all, basically, and mm-hmm. then uh, someone in your life, a Lauren, if you will, <gasps> telling you it's, it's fantastic anyway, so... It is fantastic. We all need a Lauren in our life. And uh, I just really feel bad for a lot of people who don't have that. You know? <laughs> they don't have it. No. They don't have a Lauren in their life, and it's sad. It's sad. It's a sad way to live. Anyway. Um, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it either. My <laughs> God. I am going to try and remember the announcements uh, by memory. Remember them by memory? Ooh. Wow. Because I didn't make an outline for this episode. In fact, my outline That's okay. my outline is the text you sent me. That's our our, I our love outline. You go- I love it. Thank you bullet you. pointed them. I mean, that's basically I did. it. I totally put yeah. like a one, two, and three on There's there. There's a one, two, and three. With like the one dot space capital. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into I'm that. Official. Yeah. I'm real official. Uh, before that, I think we usually... Um, uh, mention that there's an election coming up probably in your town at any time because elections work yes. like that. And you should join an organization that helps you keep track. I am a part of the League of Women Voters, which my sister pointed out <laughs> recently. She's like, wow, that one sounds like um, it's been around a long time. <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's that... You know, um, her way of pointing out that it's probably rooted in, like, that kind of white lady feminism uh, that is particularly uh, dangerous because of the way that it super, super sidelines everyone who's not white. And it has historically been aligned with um, really shitty (laughs) people. For real? I did not know this. Oh, girl. (coughs) Sorry, pardon me. Uh, I've I have intermittently been reading a book called Hood Feminism, okay. and it is very good and very enlightening in terms of the way that feminism historically has been rooted in whiteness, essentially. 
Oh. And as a white woman, I am like the uh, predominant beneficient. Beneficient? I, I benefit the mostest from affirmative action, uh. <laughs> which it just really sucks for Maybe everyone. beneficiary is yes. like the better word? Main, main beneficiary. Anyway, uh, the League of Women Voters is open to everyone. I would say it is probably predominantly white and predominantly um, cis female. However, they do go hard for the LGBTQIA plus community in terms of their position statements and what they support. Um, I think we could do better in appealing and like, um, I don't know, we could do better in terms of High level representation for mm. non white people. Um, you know, there could be like some cultural barriers in, you know, other races as far as um, women go. Like, and not that those cultures are good or bad or, you know, it's just different. Mm. So that's also a possibility of why it could be so um you know, yeah. rooted in one way you mean like the cultural yeah. barrier of historically a uh, black women being ostracized as white women power grab to align themselves with a uh, prominent white men ah <laughs> uh, wow <coughs> cough misogyny way, cough patriarchy <laughs> Cough racism. Anyway, hey, we're all living and laughing and loving and learning, so let's (laughs) let's do that. And when we are confronted with the very real possibility that we're participating in something that maybe is ostracizing a group that has historically been, um, I don't know, uh, what is this? Hand pushing down motion, uh, oppressed. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we, we do better. So, and the way that we can do better is maybe look at, um, all elected officials, all people who are seeking elected office and say, how does this serve non-white people? <laughs> That's a great place to start. And if you can't That's- find a way that it serves the non-whites, if it's just kind of a real whitey white, <laughs> not my preference. Anyway, I'm anyway. really going on about something that I don't have a lived experience uh, to represent, and maybe we should get some people, more people of color on this show. Ooh, that's my bad. Um, anywho, uh, there's an election coming up, so please vote. Vote 411 is a great organization. You can check to see if you are registered to vote, and look in your area. I bet there are, you know, like, younger, newer <laughs> I've used that website. Vote 411? Yeah, yeah I've used really that website. Helpful. So, and it's super easy to navigate. It's super easy to navigate. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. One of the primary reasons that League of Women Voters is so accessible is mm-hmm. that they reach out to all candidates and they say, hey, send us your like rundown of what you're about. Like send us your platforms, your position statements, your goals and stuff, and then we will put it up on our website oh, and they have cool. it all in one place. And it's not them paraphrasing, it is directly from the candidate. So that I like that idea. I just I like that very generally. Um and nationwide, I think it's a good organization. I think also there are other organizations and you should look everywhere. 
Uh, countdown <sighs> to Lauren's London trip. Lauren. Oh, yes. So you're going to London, we yes. notice. Uh, when, do Definitely we have a going. timeline yet? I don't have a date yet because we're working on uh, passports. Awesome. So you're working yeah. on passports. That's great. Yep. Do yep. you have a target yep. year, season, Well, month? I'm... So, yes. Either... Well, it depends on the whole passport thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, I want to do maybe... Um, like September, October, I think that um, of this be year? really nice. Oh no! Oh Good okay, grief, no. of next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, in terms of a countdown, we're fifteen months away that from your London trip. Short. trip. No, That's that so seems like a very a long fucking time. <laughs> um, Hey, yeah. you know, and you never know in between this time and that, maybe yes. we'll have a- another trip <gasps> in between. Can I go on that one? Yes. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'll send you an invite. Please. Um, I told you, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in our New Year's like resolutions episode that came out in March or whatever, but like I was not saying no to trips this year, essentially. As a result, my husband and I have been to France and Spain. Then I went to Vegas for my friend's 40th birthday party. And apparently all my friends are turning 40 this year. Uh, oh. Because next weekend I'm going, well, this is not as exotic, but Marfa, Texas, to celebrate oh. my friend Lori's 40th birthday. Um, excellent human. Uh, probably one of the only reasons I would re-enter Texas as rule. Uh, physically with my body because I don't feel that Texas is a very good steward of my body. You you are obviously another reason that I would re-enter uh, Texas. There are um, a spattering <laughs> of uh, family members I do love that I may re-enter Texas for. It's, it's up for debate. But um, yeah, Marfa, Texas, this little artsy town. It's going to be a good weekend. And then in September, at the end of September, I'm going to Ireland and um, Italy. Ireland? Yeah. Yes. Because my friend that I work with, my nurse friend, is turning 40, and I am planning her birthday trip. There will be three of us on the trip. To Um, Ireland? Yeah, we're going to fly into Dublin. We're going to go down the coast to Dingle. Dingle, (laughs) which is Is that really what it's called? Yeah, it's called Dingle. Uh, I think I could be saying it wrong. I'm sorry. That I, was a Texas I, accent that Irish you included people. in that. Yale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very specific kind of Texas accent. Yes. Um, 100%. but we're going to like go to the Dingle is like the place where those cliffs are and all the old timey shows. And oh, there's like the ocean yes. below the cliffs and they're the like, postcard. don't jump. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, could so- fling myself from these cliffs and end my worries. Oh, like that's, um, <laughs> But of course, so the postcard they never Ireland. Do. It's the postcard like every, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, I don't yeah. blame you because I'm sure it's even more stunning in person than it is in a photograph. I, I hope so. I'm sure. And then the I'm other sure. thing, mic adjustment. The other thing that I learned from my one of the other nurses I 
work with, who travels a shit ton, is to fly from Dublin to any other European city is like cheap. Really? Yeah, it's like 150 bucks. Which, oh. in terms of flying at all, but especially to Europe, is dirt cheap. So from Dublin, we're going to fly to Sicily, Italy. We're going to oh, fly nice. into Palermo. Um, and my friend, who it's her birthday, does not know any <gasps> of these plans. She knows we're going oh. on a trip. She knows we're going out of country because I needed her passport information and stuff. Right. But she did not. Planning trips and all of that like really stresses her out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it more stressful to not know where you're going? She's like, I would love that. <gasps> yeah, I love a good surprise. Are you like that too? I don't mind planning, but I'm also like not, I'm not a stress traveler, so I don't have to know everything. Oh, okay. So I have um, to know everything. Okay. I, I like yeah. planning everything. I have a spreadsheet going for this trip it has five tabs um oh just to put it into perspective that's a lot okay. of tabs yeah it's a lot of tabs that is one of the tabs is a budget tab so that mm -hmm. the three of us who are going on this trip can see what everything costs and then it calculates what everyone's share is and then it keeps track of like who has paid what and what the remaining balance is because i didn't want any weirdness with money and it's very difficult to manage money between oh. three people over text and in person like you need one place to do it so 100 percent. that's yeah. probably really really wise mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about like a european vacation like we all work together so we're all working like crazy amounts of shifts so that we can afford oh, sure. this trip <laughs> we're getting yeah. real crusty at work i'll tell you that right now um <laughs> anyway so Essentially what I'm saying is I'm not saying no to trips this year and probably next year and probably for the rest of my life. So if you want to invite me on a trip, the answer is yes. And I'll uh, see you there. Yeah, I'll see you there. Oh um, God, that sounds amazing. Guess what? What? We have a new five-star review. <gasps> I need it. I'm so excited. It. Okay, this one is from Miss Michonette. Um, Ooh. I'm, uh, not going to pretend I don't know who this is. I do, but I will not, uh, I'll, I'll not spoil their anonymity here. Um, this podcast is essential for anyone who has loved someone with cancer. Smart, research-based, that's all in caps, lived experience and hilarious content in every episode. Love, love, love what Lauren and Jocelyn have chosen to share with the rest of us. Respect for the award nomination, big budget sound in their podcast, Chef's Kiss. And then there's a little smiley face emoji with the side kiss thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, here, I'll show you. I forgot we're on camera. You can see it. I see it. Aww. I see it. Thank you, so Miss kind. Michonette. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> very lovely of you to say. Um, yeah. Love, love, love. We appreciate that. Timing couldn't be better because today's episode contains absolutely no research. <laughs> I did no pre-work for this. That's okay. Because it's a feelings episode. Yeah, and this is summertime, and it's <gasps> chill anyways. Summertime, mm -hmm. and the living's easy. Right? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, a white woman should never sing that song. I apologize to everyone. Really <laughs> not really on this now. Really becoming, I'm like a computer. It's becoming self-aware only about racism. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's continue <laughs> this episode. Oh, Lauren, help me. Um, you texted me because we were recording I today did. and I've yep. been working nonstop. I'm barely awake at this point. Uh and you are always in a state, I feel like, of exhaustion and overwork. And yes. so you texted me um, that you wanted to touch on the following topics, and you numbered them. And so I will read mm -hmm. what you sent me. Number one, stress-slash-life-balance stress self-care. Number two, scan anxiety or just doctor appointment anxiety. And number three... Long-term chemo slash radiation affects what we experience. So let's just dive in, shall we? Okay. Number yes. one, stress-life balance and self-care. Yes, I'm bad at all of those things. What? Oh, wow. Okay. You just dove okay. right in with, I did. with that. Well, okay. I'm getting better at self-care. Like, okay. I am getting better. And- I don't know if you recall, but years ago, one of my New Year's resolution paint was to like paint my nails. So, and okay, of course, my nails are not painted right now, but I have been doing a much better job of taking the time and saying, okay, this evening I am going to go and I'm going to do all the things like take my shower, mm. shave my legs, mm. paint my nails, mm. the things that I want to do. Um, the lovely things that make you feel lovely. Yeah. Put a, you know, I'll put a mask on my face while I polish my nails. Um, you know, those kinds of things. So I'm getting better at doing that. Um, but I often feel like I try and pack my day so full of like responsibilities that at the end of the day, it's just exhausting. Okay. And, and you know what? I don't hmm. even know if all of those things really have to be done. I just like, I have that, that like, uh, I don't even know if this is right saying this, but that like mom drive where I'm like, okay, mm. I work and then I get home and then I'm like, okay. Um, and I try and take a little bit of time to chill right after work. But okay. what's really kind of silly is like I've picked up teaching myself how to speak Spanish so I've downloaded one of those apps on my phone which app and um I'm doing Duolingo right now <gasps> so I, in the midst of everything so, so else I, so <laughs> I, as I'm like <laughs> relaxing I'll sit and I'll do my lesson for the day so wait and then <laughs> Your version of relaxing is homework? <laughs> kind of. Lauren. I mean, I'm sitting on my phone. Lauren. You know, I'm not doing anything else other Even than your my Spanish me time lesson. is productive. I know, isn't that sad? So, okay. But I, I struggle, like, I really struggle, like, sitting still. I just struggle. I, I, I mean, I on the feel. On the one hand, I'm like, this is the fucking saddest thing I've ever heard. And on the other hand, I'm like, why isn't this woman running a multi-billion dollar business? She grinds so hard. Like, you 
are constant. I yeah, eat. a lot of it is constant. Like it's you constant. Know, I'm like, okay, laundry and dishes and Spanish lesson. And then I'm karate, you know, black belt. Um, yes. You're a director for the mm-hmm. love of God. I mean, like, that's not just a job you show up to do and then leave. Like, you have people you hire, you fire. You're, you're running, yeah. like, an entire multiple departments at a hospital. Maybe I should Maybe I should be an entrepreneur because I'm already doing all. You're of that. already working so hard. <laughs> I I might as I well mean, just work for myself. If you can't <laughs> succeed in business, literally no one else can. I've put a lot of I I've thought about that actually recently because I'm tired of working for the man. Tired of working for the man. Yeah, and I. Just took a step back and <laughs> enjoying know, all the you're... free time. I know. I'm so jealous. And like the fact that like I'm I'm on salary, so like that's like yeah. my prison. Mm-mm, you no. know? And the amazing thing about like what you're doing is like you're like, well, I choose to work more. Yep. And then I actually get paid for the extra hours that I put in. I do. You know? I get paid well. Those of us that are working a salary, we all know like it is mm-hmm. it is a trap. It's a it trap. It's a trap. Salary yes. is, is a joke. It's a trap. Absolutely. It is. Um I'm not going to say that the people that I work with or, you know, um my team, they're fantastic people. Uh, you know, I really love my team, but at they the same are. time, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily about like what I'm doing or who I'm doing it for. It's like mostly the trap of the salary. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, you're right. I should have my own business. What should you I should do? Have your own business. Um, Another episode. Travel agency. No, <laughs> we already know this. Yeah. You and I are going to start that travel agency. I mean, I do the spreadsheets. You do literally everything else because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you, you went from like stress and life balance and yeah. self care, and then you went straight into scan anxiety or doctor appointment anxiety. Why? Well, I think that like um, a big disruptor in my personal life is is um i don't know like because just as a former cancer patient and i think you understand this too when you're like something is not right or Mm -hmm. oh i have this spot that that showed up on an mri and i have to get that spot checked all the time you're like just like why do i have to do that (laughs) you know i mean it's of course good for you you need to like maintain your and a big reason why you know, we survived going through cancer treatments because early detection, right? Yes. So that's a big, it's a big part of it, Hooray. but it doesn't make it any more and like less annoying, you know, or, or, um, what's the word? Just, it's a disruptor in your life. You know? Yeah. Huge. No, it's a huge disruptor. Like, Okay. And this plays right into number three, which is like the the lasting effects of having had chemo, mm-hmm. radiation, and just like a cancer diagnosis. And I've I recently thought about this, like 
how much of my day to day is affected by it. So like for me first is like the visual, right? Like I, I can never get past the fact that I have a reconstructed breast on this right side and I have a huge ass scar along my lower abdomen. I mean, my belly button's fake, right? <laughs> Cause I had to like <laughs> completely reconstruct m- my entire torso. So the visual representation is every fucking day. Um, every day I have to take an astrozole to block progesterone and estrogen from being made in my body. I have to take a calcium supplement because blocking those hormones, um, depletes my bones of calcium and uh, a number of other things. Uh, so I have to like <laughs> treat my brittle bones. I started, I joined a gym and started working out specifically to build my bones. I know, and I'm, I knew you'd be proud of me. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. I could have gone today and I didn't, I'm sorry. Oh, but I will go okay. on my next day off, which is Monday. I just, I, I worked four shifts in a row. So I worked 48 hours in four days. So and then your I had, shifts are like a workout, though. Yeah. So let's be honest. It's a lot of lifting, bending, mm-hmm. kneeling, uh, right. sweating. Um, yes. In the last, so it's my last, very glamorous. It's very glamorous. The sweat is real. Um, my last two shifts, I had to do like physical, like chest compressions on someone. Oh man, One, that is tough. Yeah, both times. So I've had it where the body habitus of the person is too large for the mechanical device that does chest compressions. The device we have is called right. a Lucas device. You strap them mm-hmm. in, and the machine does the chest compressions for you, and it's lovely right. because it's consistent. Um, the right. timing is exact, and mm-hmm. you can shock while comp- you don't have to like pause compressions to shock, and that's like mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. However. The last two times we've had a code, or at least that I've had a code, the body habitus of the patient was far too small mm. for the Lucas device. And so I have had to do physical chest compressions, which wow. is a very, very physical enterprise. However, I have noticed a difference since I started working out in my chest compressions. They're objectively better and stronger. I don't tire as quickly, and I'm not like that sore the next day. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Considering uh, it's part of my job. Anyway, where were we? Um, yeah, gym, but whatever. That's, you know, that could be seen as a positive. Would I like to work out simply because I want to and not because I'm afraid my bones are going to snap in half? Um, yeah, certainly, mm. certainly. Also, when I go to the gym, I try to wear T-shirts um, with a higher neck so that no one sees my port scar and um, there are, on this side where I had radiation, mm-hmm. um, you know, we do, like, pull-ups. <laughs> when yeah. I say we, I mean other people. I can't do them. But I have to really warm up this part of my arm, kind of like the part where your shoulder head meets your armpit. Like, this whole frontal area there is yeah. so tight. because really? uh, Yeah, and my chest on this side is so... Um, is so weak compared to my left side because this was the radiation side. And what radiation does is it just like kills all of the elastic cells. That's not a 
technical term, but you know, the cells yeah. that make your skin and your muscle and your tissue like more elastic and stretchy right. and buildable and like your muscle, like it just atrophies them. It, it, it just turns your skin and your muscle and your tendons to shit. So I have to yeah. really stretch this out. Otherwise I can, it's kind of dangerous. I could pull something. It, you it's can just, really see your port scar? Yeah. Like, it, is yours really... It's really not that like, prominent at all, like... But, you know, it's oh. sh you can see it's shiny. And even mm -hmm. though during fat grafting, my plastic surgeon put some fat behind it, mm -hmm. um, a lot of that fat got absorbed. And so it's a little bit of, a like, a dip there. And I've yeah. had a couple of people, like, point it out before. And they're like, what's that really? scar? Yes. They'll ask me, like, what's that scar? And I'm like, oh, this. And then I'll... In the moment, I panic, but I make up some outlandish story that is so elaborate and ridiculous that they just like laugh and they're like, you're so wrestling weird. Wrestling yes. a polar bear. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, that one time I was on Naked and Afraid and we got attacked by a panther. You know, like, and, and people move on because they're like, okay, they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that's good. So that's nice. But at work. I yeah. lie to my coworkers, like consistently. I have to make shit up to cover for the fact that I need to. Um, oh God, I the last time it happened, like I needed. They scheduled me a mammogram, and the way that radiology works in this post-COVID world, because everyone needs scans that they didn't get for like three years, is right. If you need an MRI, an X-ray, like a mammogram right now you're gonna wait a long time and the way that it works here anyway is like they give you a date and you have to go and mm -hmm. so I have to tell people like uh I, I I you know to because I was scheduled to work that day and so I told my supervisor well oh, I just yeah. um I have to get uh this mammogram it's, it's for a mammogram and they were like well you're only like 40 why are you getting me because we're all in the medical oh. field so we kind of know and i'm like oh well it runs in my family <laughs> which is not a lie but you know what i mean like and then it's not uncommon for especially you know people who have periods predominantly women to talk about their periods at work especially again uh -huh. in the medical field and I have to lie and be like, oh, yeah, those periods, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Even though I haven't had a period since September of 2018. But ah. if I say that, they're going to ask why at 41 now I don't have a period. And it's hard to create an elaborate lie around that where they'll leave me alone about it. So I just pretend I have a period. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just it's all these things. And like. Some of that is born of me not wanting people at my work to know my history. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. like in and of itself kind of speaks for itself, you know, like I don't want to be looked at as a person who had cancer. I don't want that factoring into even though I don't want to promote. Like what if one day um, I become crazy and decide I do want to promote? Like I don't want that standing in the way. And as much as like that's not always a barrier for people yeah. statistically speaking. And in the spirit of being evidence-based, the research is pretty clear that any chronic condition, including a history of cancer, you know, you're not going to promote 
mm-hmm. the same way that your peers will. Right. So it just becomes necessary. She might die on us. She might die on us. She won't have children, probably, but she might die, so it's hard. You know, I just... And I just don't want people knowing my business, and I think that's legit. And that's outside of the once-a-month shot I have to get and the way that if... You know, like, it just... Even going on trips, you know? Mm -hmm. I planned this... The dates for this European trip, because I have to like request vacation for it right? months and months and months in advance because we're understaffed and it's a whole thing. And after I request the dates, because we all have to have the same dates, you know, I was like, yeah. well, shit, I didn't even check to see if I needed to get my shot in the middle of this two-week stretch. I'm going to be out of country. Oh. And luckily, I don't. Like, I get my shot, like, a few days before we leave, which should be just fine. But I, it affects... It just continues to affect your life daily, monthly, yearly. And that's outside of the constant, constant, constant nagging in the back of your head that like, Mm -hmm. this is all going to come back metastatic and you will die from this. Mm. So. Yeah. I I cannot avoid the fact that people at my work know Mm. because I literally got my treatment and my pers- like all of my testing is at the facility, at the facility where I work. I work. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't move out of state and completely change your life. That's weird. <laughs> Cause I can't recommend it highly enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like I don't, people don't ask me questions about it, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, I don't really like. I I don't know. It, it people don't really come up to me and try and talk to me about it. They don't. Um, and honestly, I had um. So we have a breast surgeon in our hospital, and uh, he came and he needed something for one of his patients, and he came to talk to me, and so I helped him with that, and uh, he goes. Well, hey, um, what doctor is following you? And and it was so funny because I was like, well, my plastic surgeon doesn't do breast reconstruction anymore, so not him. Oh and God. then my surgeon, like my general surgeon, she doesn't do um, general surgeries anymore. She she now specializes in like primarily bariatric surgery. So both not her. of your surgeons have pieced out on you. Yeah, and my that oncologist, so re- my oncologist retired. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> so, uh, and then I got I do have a new oncologist, so I do. You see do? Oncolo- yeah, but um, he recommended me to um, another plastic surgeon who I'm actually going to go see at the end of this month. Okay. I know. I'm kind of very nice excited. I know. I I did get to a certain point where I was just tired of going to the doctor. Yes. And my plastic surgeon was like, "You really need. We really need to do another round of fat grafting on you because the first one. Um, I don't know. I got. I had like the stomach flu before, and there I really struggled. There's no. But um. And I just hadn't gone back. Like, well, of course, COVID happened, and then nobody. Right. Was going yeah. To no the one doctor. went back, and now mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go see somebody new. But it was so funny. He was just like, who's following you? He's like, do you want me to follow you? I was like, oh, no. Thanks for offering, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. No. No. Yeah. But, I mean, it's funny how, like, even just going to almost any doctor, just saying, like, I need to go to the doctors, like, ugh. It's like the worst chore that you have to do. Yeah. Because they're going to rehash it all. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things. Like, if you have to go scoop poop in the backyard, you know, nobody wants to do that job. I don't want to go to the doctor. It's the same feeling. I would love to be able to leave my body and just send my body to the doctor. (laughs) You know? And then when it comes back, yeah. uh, they'll just send a note. Like, here's what we did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so I, crazy that I go to, like, I, I'll ha- have an exam. Like, I had a follow-up on the, I have a spot on my thyroid. Oh. And I, I, uh, I had a follow-up ultrasound. And before I even got my results, I, I like, I go to medical records and I pull my own results and I read my own results. And that's terrible. So bad. I know it's a really bad habit to have. And I do that. I wouldn't be able to resist. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm like, I know it's there. I know they have it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. And I even tried to like this time I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for like 48 hours, you know, be like, okay, a couple of days go by. If I don't get my result, you know, fine. I'll wait. I'll I'll give them that much time. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I couldn't. I was like, I have to go now. I mean, the waiting for the results is... Yes, it's terrible. Uh, terrifying, yeah. Yeah, I have a friend of mine who um, was recently diagnosed with... Um, it's, it's called smoldering myeloma. It's uh, early stages of bone marrow cancer god they are really getting creative with these names it's like there's so many cancers they have to like i know god, why 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 did it, smoldering i know I myeloma know. did you say yes I, I that's what it's called. could they name it something that sounds a little less sexy like there's nothing sexy about cancer no Mm-mm. but she had like that problem where she was, she had a PET scan. She waited forever. To, and she has to wait to go see her doctor to get the test yeah. result. And I'm like, no. Ah, that would be horrible. I told her, I was like, next time you just come to where I work, I'll get you your results. Oh, my faster. God. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, terrible. It is. Terrible. Like, what are you supposed don't, to do? Don't take my advice. These are, these are people's lives. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't like how long it takes, and that kind of like waiting is torture for people, who, especially people like us who've been through it, and we, yeah, you know, we had that day where we got that result that that was probably one of the scariest things someone told us, and it's like you seared know, into I, our brain. I know, yeah, and now I don't want to wait for that. I'm like, I'm gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm crazy. <laughs> nice. Well, we knew this and we historically have been in full support and remain in full support of you being <laughs> Thank you. exactly as you are. Uh, 
I I feel like I'm entering a new era of this thing. This whole like because of your history thing, this whole like, yeah. you know, having been diagnosed and been treated with cancer thing and I think I spent a long time being really angry about it. Mm-hmm. And then I just I took care of what I knew I needed to take care of, like in terms of what wasn't fitting my life. And my job wasn't fitting me. I was trying to shoehorn myself into a job that was not for me and mm-hmm. living in a in a place that was ultimately not for me. And I left in a doing something new and then that was like enough of a shock to my system that I kind of just froze for a while and yeah. now I feel like I'm really emerging in this new place with this new mindset and I think all of these trips and just all of these like I don't know these events that I'm just like fuck it yeah let's do it I just have that attitude right Mm -hmm. and it is coming out in ways that are financially slightly um challenging but i would love also for it to come out in other (laughs) ways and i'm and i'm excited to know what those ways are now for me it's just me and my spouse you know it's me and one other person i'm not responsible for two children um Hmm. But I'm kind of wondering when your, like, fuck it, okay, <laughs> era is coming. Or have you experienced that already? In in no, I don't no? think I. I don't think I can with two humans that I'm responsible for. Yeah, it does kind of change things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um. But they are so much fun. Yeah, and I'm very lucky that they're good kids. They do seem very lucky. They are. They're really good kids. I'm very, very lucky. They're a little lucky too. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, I kind of like them. And I also think, I don't know this, but I suspect that if you were to enter a period of, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, they would be down for that action. Uh, Probably. I think they would. Probably. Yeah. I think they would. I think maybe once my youngest gets a little bit older, Mm. then I think that we can probably have a little bit more, I don't know if freedom is really the word, but. Maybe a little more cut loose. What is that going to look like? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no? no idea. You don't have any yeah. ideas? Like, I really don't. Even you bad ones? So, it's, ah, uh, nope. Mm. It's just, um, you know, it's funny. Like, as we were talking earlier, and I was telling you my really sad moments of... <laughs> Yes. Doing my Spanish lesson after work is my downtime. Yeah, that was sad. It, I know. <laughs> I know. But what's funny, though, is like some of the things that do bring me joy, even though it is like another sort of responsibility. Like I go to my mom's house and I help her take care of yeah. like the million foster puppies that she has. Oh, so but many. as 
as part of like, um, it's a different environment to be in and puppies like, <laughs> come on puppies. Like puppies are so cute. And even if you've had a really bad day, yeah. you know, like you can hold a puppy that's like wagging their tail and like, you know, really wiggly and, and excited. And like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good thing. So that's something you've got. Puppies. In your life, puppies. Yes. I have lots of puppies. Lots of puppies. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. And karate. And karate. Mm -hmm. No small thing. No, it's so good for me. Maybe we should have puppies at karate. (laughs) Are you right now... Like goat yoga. Still trying to optimize... And get more done. People in, have in, goat yoga. In the time that you, yeah, it's ridiculous though. It's not yoga. Yeah, it's, no, but there's puppy yoga. It's just poses with goats interfering. Goats in diapers. Yeah. How do you? Those goats hate that. It's good that they're in diapers though, because that could be I really mean, gross. Yeah, I don't want goat shit all over my face when I'm trying to down dog. But like, still, no. things we do to really goats. Stinky. It's ridiculous. Look, you have a lot of really healthy habits, and I'm really happy for you. And also, I need you to pick up some bad habits. Okay. You you just got done telling me, like, you don't drink, you don't smoke, Mm-mm. you don't do drugs. Mm-mm. I'm going to need you to fix that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Why? I because. enjoy, like, waking up and not feeling like crap. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. But sometimes... That's the price. Also, not all drinking, smoking, and drug doing results in a morning after that's miserable. Oh. I'm not going to say. Okay. I'm not going to say that I did some gummies on this Las Vegas trip that I went on. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that I did that, even though the state that I was in and the state that I live in uh, make it perfectly legal. There's nothing illegal happening here. But I'm not going to say that. But if I had. Mm Mm-hmm. It would have been a really nice experience. <laughs> and I would have had no problem the next morning at all. Because, you know, just hydrate. Right. I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying that happened. But if it did happen, just saying it might be something you want to look into. Hmm. For someone who relates to this idea that you have to be in control, I mean, for fuck's sake, I've got a spreadsheet for a vacation. Uh, I'm not really a spur-of-the-moment type of gal. It is really nice to have those experiences where you're not fully in control in a Mm -hmm. safe environment where you can just let go and let loose. And my concern is there's no one doing that for you. Ah, There's no one creating these environments for you. I want to try... have you ever heard of those like pods that you can like go float in? Those deprivation, uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah. Yeah, they've got them all over Austin. I want to try one. Okay, that would no. that be Sorry. good for me? That's still good That'd for be, you. Yeah. It is. Yeah. What, but with that, a lot of health, that like, health benefits to that. Y- yeah. Is there? Yeah. I really want to try. I want to talk to somebody that's misunderstanding has... this assignment. I'm so like sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm like telling you to have cake for dinner, and you're like, you know, it would be great though. <laughs> Chicken breast, <laughs> <laughs> cooked, unseasoned. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, I sometimes let my kids have dessert before dinner. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. That's wild. That is something my mom did for me when I was little. She no. would take me out sometimes. Sure. Go have no criticism, no dinner. notes. Are you having dessert before dinner as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you having dessert <laughs> before dinner at a nice fancy restaurant? No. No. This is, see, this is my problem. Okay. You're an adult woman. You have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of stress, and someone needs to be taking you out of that. Okay. And treating you well. Yes. In, a, in an environment where you don't have any responsibilities and you're not going to have to clean up after. Oh, I do like that. And even if it's that's the person that's treating you well is you, it st- still needs to happen. Okay. Check. How often do and we now have I've, to do Yeah, this? see, now you just want... Now I've given you a chore. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I was taking notes. No, I want you to blow something off. What's your next, like, responsibility coming up that you, like, something you have to do or you have to go to? Um, I have a doctor's appointment. Okay, you have to do that. What's the next thing <laughs> after that? Um, so there's a company picnic that I do not want to go to. Okay, this is perfect. So I'm not going to go. You're not going to go, are you? No. But instead, you're going to. Ooh. I'm going to go shopping. You're going to go shopping for me. Yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is perfect. I'm going to go to some fancy designer place and buy something that I don't need. Fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Perfect. How's that? I like love that? this. I love okay, this. I do it. And I can't wait to see what you get. Okay. I can't wait. I'll show you. This is so great. I love, see, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you in this moment. Um, (laughs) How are you feeling about this doctor's appointment? Um, The one I have coming up is my oncologist appointment. I know. You know, I mean, I don't have any, like, I don't have any scans or anything coming up and nothing to really uh, talk about other than like I have that I had a follow up on my ultrasound for my my thyroid and I don't like the readings of those those documents. Why? Like, what did it say? It's just like I mean it's still like very much the same size so it's not and apparently a spot on your thyroid is pretty common a lot of people have them yeah most and most of the time they're sure. benign most of the time they're fine yeah. they can cause problems but right it's like my lung buddies which is yeah. what i've taken to calling the spots on my lungs <laughs> they're not growing they're not shrinking they're just kind of there they're uh i don't like those they're things. my lung buddies <laughs> yeah neither do <laughs> i i forget about them for the most part but you know that's funny because I think about your lung buddies. You do? Yep. Oh. When I have to talk about my thyroid buddy. Okay. 
you think I think about your lung buddies. Your lung buddies, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Jocelyn knows how I feel. She just, has a lung buddy. Just these little tag alongs that um occasionally something will happen. Uh someone in my life will find out they have cancer or I'll be watching a show or something and then I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's gonna happen to me and it's gonna be my lung buddies. But then oh I move on. God. Yeah. Meh. There's, I don't like this at all. Well, there's two sides of this. There's the debilitating, hopeless crying in my reading chair, which does happen, don't get me wrong. And then there's the fuck it attitude, you know? Mm. If I'm going to die of lung buddies sometime in the next 10 years, which is the timeline I've given them, apparently, um, I'm going to fucking see the cliffs of more first. I'm going to go to that beach in Sicily and have a very nice day. Take a bottle of wine with you. Friends. Absolutely I will. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I want to live. When you when you when whether you create an arbitrary timeline for yourself or whether it's an actual timeline, I think for me the effect is the same. It's like I'm gonna make the most of it. And yeah. and just that's the phase I'm in, I think. I think it's a it's a thing. I think it's a Partially a trauma response, but also I think it's a, you know, <laughs> just. No, you're not wrong, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think that a lot of us, like, go through that and feel like we have to, like, fulfill those, I don't know, those things that you've been wanting to do. Or maybe you haven't been wanting to do it and suddenly you're like, I need to do this now. Yeah. And you have that feeling. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. You hate that? Yes, I hate that. I hate that because there's a reason behind it. You, you Oh, you hate, like, the the impetus for it? hmm Yeah. Thank you for the lovely vocabulary word. Oh. That I would have <laughs> never thought of. Girl, I watched a lot of British television growing up, and I think Ooh. that's uh, why. <laughs> I read, I read many, many leather-bound books. Uh, one of the things I love about reading on a Kindle is when I come across a word that I don't know, which happens more often than you would uh, suspect, you can just like put your finger on it and hold it, and it brings up the um, oh, like a thesaurus the definition. or a dictionary. Yeah. <gasps> I right love there. that. Yeah, that is really uh, important for me when I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's very good. It's nice to have. Mm. Mm. Stupid lung buddies. Stupid lung buddies. Um, okay, we've we've been a lot of places. Yeah, we a, have in this episode. We started out <laughs> strong, and uh, not having an outline was actually a very nice, free flowing experience See, that I think this? we need. Yeah, yeah, we did this. We did this, and yes. it was good. And that's our show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you. Who thank you listens. for our five-star review. Yes, for the five-star review, Miss Missionette, you are epic legend. Uh, don't forget you. to follow us on Instagram at Best Cancer is Boring. You can email us, please. Uh, not dick pics unless they're reconstructed dicks. Um, uh, Breast Cancer is Boring at gmail.com. And, yeah, that's it. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.